You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. For the last couple of months, I've been trying to figure out where I fall on the spectrum of binge watching versus waiting. Now, I have to to fess up to some things here, like my age. Like, I'm 44. I'm someone who grew up in the golden age of television. I didn't grow up in the golden age of television, but I am used to, my body and I, my mind are conditioned to watch television the way that it had been presented to us, like when I was a child. You had shows that you enjoyed watching. They came on once a week. You were prepared to wait until the next week, and then at the end of a season, you get a season finale, and you were prepared to wait six months or whatever it was until your five, four months, right? It'd be May sweeps, and then they come back in September, and, and you were ready to watch your shows again. I did this with all the shows that I loved as a kid, whether it was um, Star Trek, The Next Generation, or moonlighting. I was just joking with some guys about moonlighting. Or or um, um, any of the shows that you grew up and you loved. All, any of the serial shows that you grew up loving. Last night, I found myself in a situation where I was looking for things to watch. And there's a lot of stuff that's in my... I have so much stuff in my DVR. Like I think I have 70 episodes of Law & Order Special Victims Unit in there i love that show and i i don't watch it and i'm so far behind i don't know what to do and i'm probably not going to binge it which brings me to my next point i there there have been three shows over the last six months that i have uh, really enjoyed well i guess four shows that i've really enjoyed not binging so it's euphoria show on HBO that I really, really loved with Zendaya as the star. Also on HBO, Game of Thrones. The Mandalorian, which is on Disney+, Plus, Star Wars thing. And Watchmen, which is another HBO show. I know that some people like to, they want to get the whole story, so they'll wait 
and you're trying to talk to him, like Tony and I would, I wanted him to watch Watchmen so we could have discussions about it. I haven't done a Watchmen pod, and I, I'll let me just throw this out: spoiler alert. Just so, in both the Mandalorian and with Watchmen, if you have not, if you're not up to date with those two, stop the podcast. I'm going to give you a second. Stop it. There. If you are up to date and you saw it, I'm not going to go crazy with an actual like full-fledged review, but I did want to warn people that I might talk about things that they haven't seen. I really enjoyed getting ready for the Watchmen finale. And what I mean is, like, I wasn't like, I don't have a mask or a Sister Knight outfit that I put on to get ready, but throughout the day, I was trying to avoid spoilers like the plague. And I I did a great job of it. I had no idea what happened. And it was very satisfying to then, because this is something that me and my wife watch together. We really like it. And it's been a really interesting show for us to be able to then sit down because we couldn't do it on Sunday because she was at the 311 concert for us to sit down on Monday and be able to watch the finale and then discuss it I thought was pretty great. And I was actually okay with instead of us saying, well, let's sit on the couch for eight hours and or I guess nine, nine hours and watch all these episodes of Watchmen. And then I actually am am kind of predisposed to this way of doing it. And I think it's interesting that there are still some places where you have to wait on all of this stuff, and I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. Again, this might be me getting old, but I think I prefer it this way. The last thing that I binged, that I like said, I'm I'm binge-watching Queen of the South because it's one of those shows that I didn't jump on immediately, and I'm catching up before it starts. Has it started? I don't think it started its fifth season. So that's that's the last show that I've been binge watching. Everything else, I kind of take it as it as it comes. Like if there's a new show out and I enjoy it, I'm okay. Like I'm I'm not compelled to deprive myself, and that's how I, how I look at it. How I feel that a lot of people do they they deprive themselves the opportunity to watch some of these shows in real time, and. I wonder if they're missing some of the public element of shared watching where you like to watch a show, you have friends that are like-minded, you love to hear their thoughts on what they're seeing, what they think about the show. Like when Tony and I have the Watchmen conversation after he's done binge-watching it, I'm sure there's going to be stuff that I forgot where – if we were acting in real time and discussing it, I I think it might be more beneficial for both of us as we try and dissect it and enjoy it. And I also, my buddy Elliot Serrano, who I, I often have on this podcast and others, he was talking about the, the spoiling aspect of things. Like people are kind of on Twitter, like putting stuff in tweets that you can't unsee. Instead of saying, hey, I'm about to talk about The Mandalorian. 
and you have to click here to see what I'm going to do, or you have to click here to see the picture of baby Yoda or whatever. It's, I don't even know if it's Yoda. I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to circle that square, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that binge watching, for me, it works the best when it's a show that someone hips me to. Where I didn't know that a show was great. There's a show on Netflix called I'm Sorry, which is so funny. Uh, Andrea Savage, I believe, is the the star and the writer of that show. And she's incredibly funny. It's a show that I didn't know about when it first came out. So I binged it. Same thing with uh, F is for Family, Bill Burr's show on Netflix. I didn't know about it, and then I caught up. I, I don't know if I could handle doing it any other way where I'm depriving myself of the joy of watching something in real time and then binging all of it in a couple of days. I, I don't think that that's good for, for me. Some people dig on it. I, I just can't. And I will say that, that terrestrial TV has some of these problems in reverse. For example... This crossover that the CW is doing with the the superhero shows, Super Superwoman, is it still Supergirl, right? Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, Black Lightning, Legends. I thought that they could have handled that better, and I didn't like that they froze the storylines until the middle of January. And I get it, you're you're trying to do stuff for sweeps you're trying to stretch this story out I felt like they could have gotten those stories done and same thing with Arrow like I'm a huge Arrow fan and obviously you know that audience has dwindled over the last couple years which is why Arrow only got eight episodes they could have gotten it done in six and they stretched all this stuff out and I think that it would have been a nice I think that the the winter break would have been a nice opportunity to reset all of the shows that had you concluded the the Oliver Queen Arrow storyline and then and, and do all of the stuff that you're doing on with Infinite Crisis. By the way, there have been some real chef kisses mwah, in the Infinite Crisis stuff, but overall I just think it's been kind of eh. But I just wish they would have stretched. They would have. They would have condensed Arrow to give the fans, like, do the fan service thing and give the fans what they want, and then inside the crisis stuff, in the crisis stuff, and then let all of the shows kind of go in their different directions after that. So I guess what I'm saying is, I watch. I consume a lot of television. If you haven't been able to figure it out. But in trying to figure out where I fall on the the pendulum of binging versus waiting to watch, I think that there might be something about waiting to watch these shows that's more attractive than we may have believed even a couple of years ago. The concept of binge watching is... Cool. I, I think before Queen of the South, it was Luke Cage. Like, I kind of got behind. Oh, Punisher. Punisher was the last thing that I binge watched. 
But it wasn't because it was one of those things where I didn't know how great it was. And then someone told me and I was like, man, this show is great. I'm so sad that those shows went away because I thought there were some real opportunities there. And maybe they'll come back, but I don't think it'll it'll be the same. Um, by the way, the star of Punisher, I forget his name, but he was on Mark Maron's podcast. And it, if I don't know how you if you apparently you dig on podcasts. But you should check out that episode of Marin's podcast. John Bernthal, that's his name. He was so good. And listening to him on Marin's podcast let me know that he is that guy all the time. It, It was surprising how much of him was in the character of the Punisher. Anyway, thanks for indulging me today. I don't know where you fall on the the pendulum either of of the the binging versus being okay with waiting and watching but I I think I've come to some decisions about this. By the way, man, Watchmen was so great. It just hit me on so many different levels. And Regina King is a god. She's so uh, she's so good. At acting. And I'm glad that she got a vehicle. It's it's rare for a woman who's, I think she's not 50 yet, but she's getting close to to then be put into a superhero. And Gene Smart was incredible. The whole cast was great. The story was intriguing. I found the ending to be satisfying. And I'm actually okay if they don't want to do season two. I'm good with allowing my imagination to wander. And see where that takes me. Mandalorian, I'm going to go see Star Wars tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Maybe I'll have a review. I'll try to not do it with spoilers, though. Damn, that's hard. Because you want to talk to people about it. And (sighs) what do you do? Because you. I'll give you that's I'll I'll give you the option. That's what I'll do. After I'm done watching Star Wars, I'll give you I'll do a pod. I'll give you the option and then you can do whatever you want with it. Fair? Cool. Talk to you tomorrow.